Welcome back, everybody, to the Cardi and Claire Sports Show. Um, today's episode going to be different. Claire is missing. We don't have Natasha. She's off doing her little school thing. Uh, get, you better get at least a 3.5, Natasha. But Stacy's here. As always, I am Stacy Cardi II, and today I am joined by a longtime friend of mine. I've been knowing this guy over a decade. He's a published author. He does motivational speaking he does financial speaking he just does a lot of very motivational inspirational the jaquel burrell or jamie lee what's up man how you doing what's going on man thanks for having me on the show appreciate you for you know bring me on oh no problem thanks for coming out uh let the people get to know you uh what what teams do you cheer for in sports like basketball football etc uh, I mean NBA, you know I gotta go LeBron. So I'm, I'm, oh I'm yeah, ball. I'm I'm LeBron stand. So, <laughs> Lakers up 2-0. We're gonna talk about that and football. I'm more of a player player fan. Cause I'm I'm off the rim. So Lamar Jackson. Oh come on, man. I'm, I'm, Lamar Jackson is probably the most exciting player. Maybe besides maybe besides my homeboy, but you know Lamar Jackson is who I like right now. Oh man, you you gave up on the Rams. You know, we both from St. Louis can't give up on the Rams. They, they still hurt. I don't, I don't dislike them. I just I just don't have the same love in my heart I used to have. Oh, we, man. You remember, we used to watch the games, and they was trash. And they, we used to watch the games. They went three and, and, and 13 and watched every game like they were going to win. We knew they were going to lose. <laughs> uh, I don't want to be reminded of them Mark Bozier days. Terrible days. Terrible days. <laughs> man. Uh, Used the Cardinals, right? You still own Cardinals? Still, oh, still support yeah. Cardinals. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, gotta support them. Gotta support them. Right, right. But we got a we got a nice episode today. We, of course, we're gonna talk about the NBA playoffs, the conference finals. We're gonna get we got some NFL action, and we got uh, a bit of a social issue that we must discuss at the end. But first, let's start with the Western Conference Finals. Like you just said, the Lakers are up 2-0. The first game, the Lakers dominated pretty much. The second game was very, very close. Came down to the wire, literally. Anthony Davis hit that game-winning three. Big shot by Anthony Davis. Uh, and, and and shout-out to the Lakers. But uh, let's talk about the series as a whole. Like, what what have you seen in this series so far? It's like, break it down to us. Like, what have you seen out of both teams? So for for Denver, I don't think Denver has actually reached their full potential yet in this mm-hmm. series. Like they they playing through Jokic, and Jokic can can easily dominate in a different way. Like he got under Dwight's skin a little bit. Dwight was getting under his skin, but Jokic being a, a passer is where the Lakers don't want him to be because he's passing and filling the ball. They can't they can't keep up with him, and so I think when they figure out. How to make Jokic a primary passer, and then Jamal Murray got to step up. Like he's 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 hot and cold. But he has to be a superstar for them to have a chance to win a game. Like he can't. <laughs> yes, they put up twenty five, but he he was hot for a period. It was like, oh man, Jamal's on on fire. And the fourth quarter, he kind of sizzled out a little bit. Like he wasn't sure he was a superstar, an all star, a regular star, a role player. So I feel like those two players have to be thirty plus points. Plus, and Jokic has to be triple double every single night mm-hmm. for them to have a chance to make this go five or six. Lakers standpoint, AD has to be AD. You know, yesterday he was he turned it on a little bit late, but he hit the shot that needs to be hit. LeBron James kind of fizzled out at the end of the game, so. I don't know if it's a, if a stamina thing right now, or if it's just they feel like they control the series. They ain't got to exert too much energy, but I don't like how they don't have a foot on Denver's neck, and and you can't you can't leave Denver any sign of life because they're gonna take it. Like game three, they <laughs> right. still coming out to play. Like most teams down too well to the Lakers, they're like, oh man, we we probably gonna get swept. We might have been losing five. Denver think they can still win in seven or in six, so. If the Lakers don't come out third game, it's gonna really tell everything you need to know. If Lakers don't come out, punch them in the mouth in those first three quarters, it's gonna it might be it might be bad. Yeah, no, I think we all learned that we should never ever count out the Nuggets in any series. 
they came back from three-one deficits twice in the same playoffs. Like that's 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 nuts. That's nuts. Um, for me, the Nuggets. I just think that you're right. They still developing. Of course, they got a whole bunch of young guys. But yeah. in this series, I just think that they are they just outmatched. Outmatched. Like yeah. physically, especially physically. Like that was that was my biggest thing for Jokic coming into the series. Like he can't handle AD. He can't handle the physicality of AD. You know, Jokic is a finesse center. Great yeah. center, but he's a finesse player. But he's not that physical. Uh, that's something that he needs to work on in the offseason. And then also you got Dwight, who's coming in with great energy. JaVale McGee, who's starting off the game with great energy. And they physical. They can get them boys. And Jokic, he can't handle that. He can't handle that. Jamal Murray, they're going to throw different looks at him. You got capable defenders on the Lakers that's willing to guard him. I seen the play where LeBron switched on him, and he kind of locked him up right there in that play. He didn't hit, he didn't get a shot off. That's that's what Denver's facing the uphill battle here, and I don't think that this series is gonna go past. It looks like it's not gonna go past five. It looks like it's not gonna go past five just because they just the Lakers simply outmatched them. They just simply outmatched them. It's just a bad matchup for them. It's a bad matchup for them. Like the Clippers was a. Great matchup for him in the sense that nobody can handle Jokic. And nobody even tried to stay in front of Jamal Murray. Yeah. But against <laughs> but against the oh man, Clippers. But but against the Lakers, and you got with people just willing to play their role and play it well on this team, and they everybody buying in, they just don't have it. Um far as the Lakers, um of course, they do have to get off to an early start. Uh, I like how LeBron came out the gate. I like how he played out the gate. Um, of course, he kind of slowed down at the end, but then that's why you have Anthony Davis. That's why I like this team. If LeBron don't have it, then Anthony Davis better have it. You know what I'm saying? I'll, I've been on board of saying this. Anthony Davis is the key for them to win the championship. It's not even LeBron. Like, Anthony Davis should be the best player on the floor every single night. So they, if they continue to play through AD, AD stays consistent, stays dominant, then the Lakers are going to be fine in this series. You call it uh, a sweep or a gentleman sweep? Uh, I, I originally picked them in five. I had picked them in five. I was going to give the Nuggets a victory just based off their grit, their grind, their toughness. You know, they always they, – they find a way to win a game. But – Right now, I don't know. It's looking like they it's gonna be like they should have won yesterday. They should have won. But what's what's PJ Dozier missed oh, like four or five free throws in a row? I like, think yeah, I think he was like one of seven from the line. They, yeah, that's that's right. tough. In the fourth quarter, they won by what two points? Yeah, yeah. But my part, well, but part of me thinks that Lakers should have won. Lakers should have like won that game by by more. They, I think, they should have won. I, they was breaking down on defense in, in the second half. Like you know, like PJ Dozier, he got aggressive. Murray was in there. Jokic, Jokic in that fourth quarter, man, balled out on him, balled out on him. He got down. But I just think that it probably it's probably gonna be a sweep. I think Denver gonna take it, make it serious. But I think I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think I don't think they can hang. This year, I think if Lakers take a game three, I I won't be surprised to see Denver get game four because they just don't <laughs> want to be swept. I think I'm gonna be Lakers in five. Yeah, they don't want to be down three one either. Not not against this team. <laughs> not against this team because I mean because we all both of us know both of us know if it goes to a game seven, nobody wants to see game seven LeBron. Nobody. Game seven, LeBron gets it, anybody. It, it can't go to game seven. It can't. No, go it can't. It won't go past six. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm thinking it's gonna go five though. Yeah, I give it a game. Well, well, Nuggets, you try, but let's, <laughs> let's move on to the Easter. <laughs> yeah, not this, not this time. But let's move on to the Easter Conference and and that Easter Conference Finals. The Heat are up two one. The Heat are up two one. Uh, I ain't gonna lie, the analyst in me. The guy that does this show right here picks the Heat in seven, but of mm-hmm. course the fan, the fan in me wants Jason Tatum to ball out and 
representing STL well and Nugget. I mean, not Nugget. Uh, the Celtics. I would like them to win as a fan, but as an analyst, I picked the Heat, and they've shown why. Because I just like how their team is playing. Like they playing with supreme confidence. They only lost uh, two games this entire playoffs, and the game that they lost, the first game against the Bucks, they shouldn't have. They shouldn't have lost that game. Yeah. So, but they they just been playing well. Jimmy Jimmy Butler, fantastic leader. Goran Dragic, man, that that dude is a sneaky scorer. Like a lot of people forget about him. And he was a he's a former All Star, uh, All NBA team, third team. But he, I, I think he's averaging over twenty in this series. Like that's that's the thing about this team. You don't know who's going to pop off. Like it can yeah. be it can be anybody. It can be Duncan Robinson. It can be They're like Tyler seven Harris. guys. Yeah, and and when when you win the NBA playoffs, you gotta have like seven, eight, nine guys that can come that can start the game, come off the bench, and and provide productive minutes. You gotta have that. But the question is, far as the Celtics, what do they need to do to tie the series? What do they need to do? I didn't watch. I didn't watch Game Three. I watched the first two games, and the, the it was a glaring. <laughs> spot and you, you pointed on it a little bit with the heat the heat their ball movement their way they can kind of facilitate Jimbo don't have to dominate the ball as much every time the Celtics kind of offense stagnated they were playing iso ball <clears throat> and a lot of it I'm gonna put it on Jason Tatum a lot a lot of step back threes a lot of just difficult shots like shot selection I think is the key like I don't think the the Heat match up with the Celtics at all, talent wise. I think I think the Celtics yeah. should actually dominate the Heat. Like they should almost probably win in five or six. Mm-hmm. But it's probably gonna it's probably gonna go because they got so much top level talent. You got Jason Tatum. You got you got Jalen Brown, Gordon Hayward, Kimball Walker. These are all all stars. And then you go on the other side of the floor. You got Jimmy Butler and company. And you got Bam. No disrespect to Bam, but Bam, Bam is an all star. But he's not on that, that same. He's on that lower all star tier. Like he's just getting his feet wet as an all star. So you really only got Jimmy and you got a very strong supporting cast. That should never really be a team before bona fide all stars on it. Like, but their shot selection is not always the best. Like when it comes to offensive movement, it gets the ball gets stagnant. Jason Tatum had a ball for 10, 17 seconds dribbling, dribbling, dribbling. Like trying to break down Jimmy Butler, doing a step back, long twenty footers, like shot selection, yeah. get the get into the paint, drive, get 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 some foul, get some and ones, like get a pace to the game that that works for y'all because the Heat, they have the pace, they got the pace that matches the way they want to play. And I feel like the Celtics haven't found an offensive rhythm, and they got to. I also think Kimball Walker and Justin Tatum chemistry is key too because sometimes it's like my turn, your turn, like Kimball Walker ISO. Tatum ISO. And it's like, that's if y'all both shooting 20 shots a game or even 18, that's 36 possession. Y'all just taking out, y'all not shooting 50% from the floor right now. So y'all are taking inefficient shots. Y'all take away from the offense and y'all making everybody else kind of stagnant. I got like what Gordon Hayward did in game three. Like they're, they got to play like a heater playing. We got enough players to play the same way y'all playing. Let's get the ball moving. And that's not trying to be a superstar because none of them have, I mean, Tatum is the best player. But he hasn't arrived to where he can say, this is my team yet. Like He has to prove that still. I think he mm-hmm. knows talent-wise he's there. But I think sometimes the ego can make him want to play, this is my team, give me the ball, I'm going to take a shot, I'm, I'm going to play hero ball. When y'all win better when y'all playing fluid and that ball's on the string. So that's the key thing for them. If they can take better shots, the Heat can't, can't beat them. Oh yeah, um, I, I like how you put that. Shot selection is key for the for the Boston Celtics. They do have to take better shots. Uh, I want to see Jason Tatum try to drive the ball more. Um, that's that's one thing that's been killing me about him. Like he does tend to settle for that step back three, try to hit that big shot, that dagger, and you don't need that. Um, not many people on the Miami Heat. Besides Jimmy Butler can stay in front of you. Take take him in. Take him in. Get fouled. Go to the line. But then again, the Heat, when they put that zone, when they put that zone on them, 
Like it, it, it caused a difficulty for for the Boston yeah. Celtics, and the Boston Celtics are not. They not three a, a three point shooting team. They not. They can hit shots when they hot, but uh, a set shot they can't. They can't hit a three. So yeah. they have to find a way to get the ball inside, and that's been their biggest weakness um, this whole season. Like they don't have a strong a inside presence. You know, they got to depend on Daniel Tice, who's prone to getting in foul trouble. Then you asking, <laughs> and then you asking um, um, Robert Williams and Grant Williams, young guys, to step in, and you know they they have a little trouble at times. So yeah. they they have to find a way to get the ball inside to to kill that zone. And that's the, the thing about Miami Heat they they throw different defense at them too. They get get them off balance. It's not just zone the whole game. Yeah. They 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 just throw them off. And uh, another key for me for the Celtics, Kimba Walker has to stay consistent. He has to Kimba Walker has to hit shots. He's been struggling. He's been struggling with the physicality. You know, he's not a big point guard, and he's more an offensive player. He's not he's not that good on defense, but he has to he has to hit shots. He has to hit shots. Yeah, because it's gonna be all on Tatum. It's gonna be all on Brown. Like you said, they have to. Distribute the ball evenly. They have four guys that can drop 20 in the same night. I'm going to throw this in there. Mm. Throw this, in there. this always comes up. Brad Stevens. Do you think he has a reputation now? He has a, we, we know of as a good regular season coach. Mm-hmm. But something happened in the playoffs where all of a sudden he's outcoached in the playoffs. Do you think that's, that's a fair criticism or is that kind of like spur of the moment? We just, you know, not giving enough credit. Eric Spoelstra is a, good, a great coach, but oh yeah, he is. Stevens, his adjustments don't seem like they've been. Excellent. I, Brad, Brad, Brad Stevens is a. I think he's a fantastic coach. Now I think Eric Spoelstra. If we ranking coaches here, um, Eric Spoelstra is better than Brad Stevens. All right, that might be a little controversial, but I think he is. <laughs> but uh, but that's, true. No, that's facts. That's no, that's definitely facts. I mean, Spoelstra definitely gets his players to overachieve. Yeah, he he brings the best out of them. The thing about the thing about me with Brad Stevens and his ball Celtics, Celtics team, they just built they just built weird. They've been like that for a minute. Like they they ain't had like thirteen small fours at one time and like twenty six point guards. And how how can you win with that? Like you yeah. you have you have so Jason Tatum like kind of lined up at the four where you got to squeeze in Gordon Hayward and and Jalen Brown. Like the he just he just doing what he can with this roster. They do have to when they reach the offseason, they do have to retool, get a big man, get uh give give uh a power forward somebody in that front court and retool it from there. So I I just think that the roster makeup for Brad Stevens is just weird and he's just doing what he can with it. Oh, a good version of the Knicks. This guy, oh, like come, no, no, no. they got like 35 power forwards. <laughs> uh, I think Celtics fans would not appreciate you comparing it to the Knicks. Um, I, the Knicks, oh my god, uh, yes, that, their roster's horrible. That's, that's <laughs> the, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, that's that's another story, you know. We can do a whole show about the Knicks, but um, all right, game four is supposed to kick off on Wednesday. Heat are up 2-1. Can the Celtics tie the series on Wednesday? I'm going Celtics to tie it up. Yeah. I think, I think, I think they're going to be locked in. They know they know they cannot go down 3-1 on the Heat. Right. It's, a, it's a must win for them to tie this up just to make it a series. If it's 3-1, they're they going home. They're going home. And I, I, I think this is Tatum's talent level. I think this is where talent starts to play in. Like, we're too good to... No offense to lo- to lose to Bam out of the Bayou, as Kenny Perkins said. Like we can't lose, <laughs> we can't lose out of the Bayou. <laughs> out of the Bayou. Duncan Robinson, Tyler, these all like very nice. I-, I would say B, B plus, B minus players. But if you're an A minus player, you gotta get the job done. You- this is where you you want to face either. I mean, let's be honest. You face LeBron on the on the next round. Mm. You. So you gotta you can't beat Jimmy Butler in the Heat. You ain't beating the Lakers team. I mean, so and I want to see Boston Lakers. I want to see that that classic robbery in the finals. 
Oh, okay, okay. So you picking the Celtics? Uh, I think the Celtics. Uh, well, I did say this series going seven games, so the Celtics pretty much have to win this game. They gotta win this game because ain't no coming back down three one. Not again. <laughs> they gotta win this game. Ain't no, ain't no three one comeback. Yeah, not against <laughs> the Heat. Who's playing well as a team? And, and we seen this historically before, where teams have talent, but they don't have that camaraderie. They don't have that togetherness. Like we saw that with the Clippers to, to bring them back up again. We saw that then they they your talent, yes, but they don't they're not together at all. Are, are the Celtics a year away, you think? How many times are we gonna say these teams are a year away? <laughs> they, this team, come on, can y'all please win, please? But I, I think I think, yeah, if they have a, a good offseason, I think they should be the favorites. To come out the East next year. Now they do gotta contend with um um the Brooklyn Nets. We gotta see what they gonna do. That's gonna be scary, man. Well, let's see. Scary. They like I like I was saying, they got a mesh though. We we it's haven't true. seen Kyrie and Kyrie on the same floor at the same time. They got a mesh, but on on paper, they gotta watch out for that. They're gonna be scary. Yeah, they're gonna be scary. But if KD comes back, I hope he comes back healthy. Yeah, yeah. At least ninety percent. Yeah, you know I mean, so he can we can roll like that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. All right, so let's move to the NFL. We gotta move to the NFL, and the biggest takeaway from week two: injuries, In- injuries. injuries everywhere. My goodness. Uh, let me just read off the names here: the people, the notable players who got injured. We got Devontae Adams, wide receiver, Green Bay Packers, hamstring. He was ruled out. The rest of the game. I think he came back. I think he got injured, came back in the game, then got hurt again. Oh, uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey. He's going to be, I just heard that he's going to be out for some time. Uh, Drew Locke, the, the, oh, the, the, the Broncos are going through it. Drew Locke, starting with Drew Locke, he's injured. They're starting quarterback. Saquon Barkley's going to miss the rest of the year. The, Talented running back, New York Giants. He's going to miss the rest of the year. That's 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 wild. Like, uh, I, I hate the injury bug in the NFL. I, I really do. And you know, I think that's credited to not having a preseason. Yeah, not having a preseason where players can they can get them nicks and bruised up a little bit, and then they can work on it. And you know, everybody's trying a hundred percent, but at the same time, everybody's very rusty. So. It's just it's just an unfortunate thing for the NFL. But here's the question that I was pondering. Which of these injuries has the biggest impact on their team? And let, let me let me mention also before you start, let me mention the 49ers, Jimmy Garoppolo, Raheem Moser, both got hurt too. I think the most interesting one was it's, it's a tie, it's a toss-up. Mm. But I'm, I'm gonna lean towards towards the Giants and Saquon Barkley. This and this is why people were talking about possibly trading Saquon because of the window that the Giants are in. They, they're not really in a win now window. They're like, what if we can get more for him and we can kind of retool for the next? We can kind of give us a two year gap, three year gap for another first round. But now he injured. Giants are going to be trash. Let's just be honest. Giants are going to be trash. So they're going to have a very high draft pick. I'm on top of that draft board, but they got a chance to now to get a piece to fit with Saquon. So I, he impacts them in a weird way, like almost in a positive way, because they can go retool and get revamp their offense, and and next year they can be a problem because they're going to be young, but they can be a problem because if they get a high draft pick. Saquon comes back. That's, I mean, that's always think running backs, how healthy they're going to come back. Like, he, yeah. it's, it's very rare. Running backs come back 100%. Ty Gurley. Ty Gurley. Once you get hurt as a running back, you almost – it's almost like your career has a a, a time bomb on it. Like, up, oh, nope, he got hurt. It's the only matter of time for him. And running back already got a short shelf life. You only got, what, maybe eight years as a running back max? Mm-hmm. Unless you're Adrian Peterson. You know, what I mean? but I think he's gonna have the most. You got Christian, Christian McCaffrey on the other side too. But the Panthers, Panthers don't have the high expectations either. Like we have all these low expectations. Devontae Adams, you got you got the 
the Batman, Aaron Rodgers, and he's he's trying to prove he's still, which is crazy. He has to prove he's still a a franchise quarterback, but that's going to hurt him and his numbers and and what he has to do. So he's going to be like Tom Brady out there throwing the postcards. I don't know. (laughs) I think Saquon got the biggest impact on, on the league as a whole. Yeah, John could be nice. Yeah, but but l- l- let me tell everybody something. They better not trade Saquon Barkley. That's that be better be the last thought in their mind. You don't trade this guy. He's a franchise changing running back. You don't trade him for for nothing. For nothing. You keep Saquon. You run, run Saquon. Go, go, but you, go. I agree, but you know how it works though. They throw out those little. They they give a little hint or a little tip to somebody in the media so the media can report it so they can get a feedback of what they fans are thinking. So they the fact that it's even out there, the fact that the idea of trading Saquon Barkley is even out there, somebody had to tip somebody off to like, hmm, we might trade them. Let's see what let's see what they say. I want to know, know who said this so that they can get fired from their position. You, why why would you even why the Giants ain't considering trading Saquon? Not not one bit. No no they. Huh. But they, uh, should. they shouldn't. They they definitely shouldn't. But before I get too heated, let me go ahead go back to this question. Uh, the, the the biggest impact the I see what you're saying about Saquon, and I see what you're saying about Christian McCaffrey. But also, what caught my attention is both those teams don't have expectations right now. They're just trying to figure it out. You know, uh, both of them under new head coaches got. Uh, new quarterbacks now, so they just trying to figure it out. The, the obvious answer is Devontae Adams, if he can't go from week three and beyond. Because that's that's Aaron Rodgers. That's that's his guy right there. That's his number one guy. And if he's not the only he's guy. Not third, <laughs> it seems like he's the only guy, but if he's not third, then what else do they have? And then that's, that's what everybody had the problem with with the Packers. Y'all didn't even try attempt to get another wide receiver. You don't need another. <laughs> they got a quarterback. Yeah, they, got, they got a quarterback. I mean, which is okay because eventually you want your franchise to continue. You're going to need to invest in the quarterback. That's what they did when they had uh, Brett Favre. They drafted Aaron Rodgers. But how you not get a wide receiver? Now, I ain't saying going out there and try to get a number one wide receiver. You know, like like try to trade for Odell or something. You know, it'd be nice for for him. But but then again, you need somebody else there that can take the attention off uh, Devontae. Well, Devontae is going to have a lot of attention on him. You need a number two guy that's that's going to be reliable. And um, I do I actually do kind of like Alan Lazard, their supposed number two wide receiver. He's six five. He's a red zone threat. I think he can step up, but he's not on Devontae Adams' level. And I don't think yeah. he's like a, a number one wide receiver type. I look at him as a complimentary receiver. We'll see about that, but situational yeah. almost. Yeah, but this, this is where the Packers front office, they lack of moves at this receiver threat. That's where it's going to come back to Biden if Devontae Adams can't go for a few weeks. Uh, you right, Aaron Rodgers is trying to prove that he's still that guy. He's still the man in the NFL. But without Devontae Adams, we probably gonna see like a little a little number drop. Probably gonna see that throwaway I, sacks. It ain't gonna be pretty for Aaron Rodgers. It, it, no, it's not. And and then also I want to mention uh the 49ers. It seemed like it seemed like that Super Bowl loser curse is real. Like, very real. I remember season one, uh, Natasha pointed this out to me when I was talking about my rounds. I was talking them up. I was like, yeah, they can go back to the Super Bowl. She was, she was telling me about that. Like, that Super Bowl curse is real. The team don't come back the same, and they always end up somehow oh, wow. missing the playoffs and falling off. Now you got Jimmy Garoppolo hurt. You got Raheem Moser hurt. They show two big pieces on offense. You're already missing Debo Samuels, who's supposed to be that number one guy. Like, they going through it. Now I already I was already skeptical of them going back to the playoffs anyway. Just because they they lost some people in the offseason that was very important. And, and and also Richard Sherman is hurt. He's not playing. So 
I those those two teams are feeling the impact. Worse than the Madden curse, Super Bowl curse. Yeah, that, that man, that Super Bowl curse is real. Undefeated, it's, undefeated. It's all, well, the Patriots. Patriots is the only ones. But the they damn do, Patriots. They how? Do some weird stuff. They do weird stuff to get those rings. So you talk about that. <laughs> oh man, uh, the, I'm I'm only gonna be on the only gonna be cool with the Patriots just this year because you know man, I, I can. Yeah, I won't can the ball out. Won't can the ball out. Another subject, but they Odell. don't 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 get Odell. They get I, Odell. I don't, don't want to see them on top, but I just want Cam to do well. But uh, speaking of Cam, he went up against last night the Seattle Seahawks, which was a very thrilling game between both the quarterbacks. Both of them put up astounding numbers. But at the end of the day, the Seahawks they took the victory. Uh, Russell Wilson threw multiple touchdowns and. It was a story from NBC Sports that came out that stated that Russell Wilson thinks that he is, without a doubt, the best quarterback in the NFL. Without a doubt. Here's the question here, because, you know, you got, we got Mahomes, we just mentioned Rodgers. Is Russell Wilson the best quarterback in the NFL? Should he be getting his due in that regard? First off, let's say Cam had a great game. Yeah. Great game for Cam. Shout out to Cam. But when it comes to Russell Wilson being the best quarterback in the National Football League, the answer is absolutely yes. It's mm. not even it's not even close. Like Patrick Mahomes, I think, is electrifying. And people will point to like what he's done, his arm talent. But I would I would I would say if we did this, we did a swap. From Russell Wilson to Patrick Mahomes, put them on him on the Chiefs and him on the Seahawks. What would happen? Russell Wilson would light the league up with Kansas City Chiefs too. I'm not sure that Patrick Mahomes can carry a team like Russell Wilson has. Like he's he's have he's put teams on his back with very not no disrespect to those players, but very marginal wide receivers and a very it's his total offense. It's, it's, he makes those, he's overachieving with those receivers. Where Patrick Mahomes has. Yeah, Kelsey uh, and Tyreek Hill. It's, it's, it's like he, he's, a, he's a fat kid at, at a buffet. Like he, he has so many weapons. So I think it's close. I don't think it's like, you know, a huge gap. But it's, it, I think that. Patrick Mahomes hasn't had that pressure to carry a team yet, and you can't really give him that until you've seen how he handles that pressure. So I got to give it to Russell Wilson, and Patrick Mahomes coming for him though. But I mean, it's an age gap too. So I mean, but Russell right now is the best, and Patrick Mahomes is a distant, but not that distant second. Oh man, you heard it here, exclusive on Russell Wilson is the best quarterback in the league. Uh, according to Jay Malik over there, it's clear. <laughs> he says, clear. clear. Oh, man. Two one clear. Two one clear. <laughs> For all you battle rap fans out there. But, uh, ah, oh, this, I, you, you really have to think about the answer here. You really have to think about the answer here because Russell Wilson is, he's, he's fantastic. And a lot of people don't give him his props. They don't, Consider him the best quarterback in the NFL. I, I guess it's the whole image, the branded thing. You know, Pat Mahomes, he has mm-hmm. that aura right now. He just got a $400, $500 million contract, something like that. And then people, you know, uh, stirred the news towards Dak Prescott. They'll talk about Deshaun Watson a little bit. Lamar Jackson don't, is. Don't bring up Dak Prescott. Oh. I, no, I'm just saying, like, the press. We're talking about, we're talking the, about the press. Real, we're talking about real quarterbacks. <laughs> We talking about. I'm talking about the press though. Like they'll they'll talk about Dak Prescott more than they'll talk about Russell Wilson. That's that's what I'm getting at. And, you know they'll talk about Deshaun Watson. Uh, uh, Lamar Lamar Jackson is just coming off MVP mm-hmm. year. He just won the award. So, but and then you still got Aaron Rodgers. I had it's tough because well let me say this first. Russell Wilson is throwing. Going to some talented receivers too. Like I, I don't like they're not people, bums. They're not bums. They not. not. They're, they're, I, don't, I, don't, I don't like when people say that he doesn't have you know those 
the, those dominant receivers and all that stuff. Like, he doesn't have weapons. Yeah, he got weapons. Tyler Lockett just came off 1,000 yards last year. And DK Metcalf, everybody looking at him as uh, baby Megatron. If you don't know what it is, Calvin Johnson. Everybody looking at him <laughs> shout, like that. Shout out to Calvin. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Calvin. He was my favorite wide receiver while he was playing. But, uh, but he is throwing to some talent here. Uh, I'm going to say I think I think it's very close between Russ and uh and Pat Mahomes. I think it's very close. Like I think it's like a it's, for me, it's like a one A one B type. Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like a one A one B type of deal. And and deservingly so for Russell Wilson. But uh, I can't say he definitively better than Pat Mahomes. I think okay. if you, I think if you flip a coin to have start a franchise, court, well, with the quarterback, if you flip a coin for either one, like you'll be fine either way. You're not mad. You're not mad. Yeah, I you're not mad. Pat Mahomes. I think with him, I think we, we, we put in his upside, whereas Russell, we kind of see him as a finished product. So it's kind of like, man, Patrick Mahomes can get better. So he can. So we kind of see that he's young. He has a future. Whereas Russell, like, maybe he got four or five years, but he going – we almost see a decline, not coming soon, but eventually, like, way before Patrick Mahomes declines. Like, Patrick Mahomes' ceiling could be – it could be ridiculous. And I think we we packed that in to where he is now because it seems so crazy that he's so young and so dominant right now, and that's what that aura is. Like, man, he's great. Like, he's he's – electrifying and Russell's kind of like he's great but it's like he almost old news and I feel like that's what mm-hmm. kind of happened here you got the you got the Seattle market even like I said receivers they're not bums but they don't have the same flair as Kansas City does you know what I mean Kansas City has that man it's like the great show on turf part two like no, it really is I, but you think <laughs> wait, about wait it, a minute they ain't got Marshall Falk I'm telling you I mean, that right I mean, now that, they don't have my but it's the uh, probably the closest offense to it since 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 the '90s, like early 2000s. Like, who's had an offense quite like that? I mean, Kansas City always had. They always had a great offense. So I, I remember, you know, harping Trendy, back on the Green. Green days, Priest Priest Holmes. You know, harping on them days. They always had a great who offense. Who was the receiver? Who was the number one receiver back then? See, I thought like they had a weird. They had a weird receiving core. They had Dante yeah, Hall. I think it was like that. Johnny Morton. I think it was Johnny Morton. Yeah, they had a. Yeah, Johnny Morton was nice though. Johnny Morton was nice. Yeah, he was all right. He was all right. Look, was look at us showing, showing our age here. Yeah. Some of these people that listed them, they probably don't. Who the hell is Johnny Morton? Priest Holmes. Priest Holmes. <laughs> Priest Holmes was nasty. Yeah, he was. But, but ah, but. Even though me, I didn't give a clear answer, and you did. I just want to put this topic in just to say that we need to put some respect on Russell Wilson's name overall, and he is without a doubt top five quarterback in the NFL at the very least. So we we need to give him his props, and I think a lot of people forget he does have a Super Bowl ring. He does have a Super Bowl ring. It's the, it's that persona, man. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's yeah. the persona. You know, it's it's beast mode was beast mode and Legion of Legion of Boom was so heavy as far as the brand that he kind of took a back seat, right? And so he right. never really, and most most of the time the quarterback is usually the highlight, and he don't have a personality even for that. He's kind of just like the leader, and he gonna get his job done. And yeah. we're not used to that from a quarterback. I mean, even when you look at Tom Brady, it's still like, oh man, it's Tom Brady. He has his own like big. Persona brand where Russell is kind of like, mm, it's doing my job. Yeah. It's gonna be great. Yeah. So him saying that he thinks he's the best, I like it. Yeah, he should. He should have that confidence. Uh, before we get to our last topic, I do want to get your thoughts on this. How do you feel about Tom Brady being a Buccaneer? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like I like it from a from a from a narrative perspective, like changing up the NFL, like getting him out of out of uh, out of Boston and bringing him down to, to Florida, but I don't know how it's gonna work. 
Like, I mean, we we. I mean, it's it's. I think it's gonna be a very interesting season. Like, I think where we we. He has the weapons now, so no excuse for about weapons. But mm-hmm. I just don't know. Like you said, gelling. I don't know how much he gels or he's going to jail with these players and how much he's going to, like, he take care of everybody, but he's a 40-something-year-old quarterback. At the end yeah. of the day, he's a 40-plus. Yeah, like, that's going to show. That's at, some show. Point, at some at point. At some point, it's going to be like, oh, wait, he is old. We're going to be like, wait a minute. We kind of, we looking at him as, like, Tom Brady the GOAT. But it's like, wait, no, that's not Tom Brady the GOAT out there. That's Tom Brady the 45-year-old man. Playing football with with twenty five year olds and thirty year olds, like at some point, I just don't see how it works. Like, I don't know. I think it's gonna. I think first of all, the media, the sports media, need to relax. It's only been two damn games, and everybody, because I, I, I remember seeing like first taking them um, on the when they lost against yeah. the Saints, who who are the favorites to come out the NFC or one Great of the thing. favorites. And then everybody was just kidding. Oh, uh, Tom Brady, is he washed up? Is he, oh, it's, been, it's only been a week. It's only been a week. It's only been two games now. Yeah. Like, everybody hold your horses. They, they, trying, they trying to put it together. Now, he is battling for all the time, but they just, they I still trying it. to put it together. I, I, I think they, I think he's going to be fine. Now, is he going to like the world on fire? No, he's not. He's, him with the Bucks is to me, is like looking at, Michael Jordan with, with the Wizards. Like, Michael Jordan was still effective, but it wasn't the same. You know what I'm saying? Like, he was, he, Michael Jordan was still an all-star. He still uh, put up 20 man. and all that stuff. But it just wasn't the same feel. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's just like, it's like, mm. It's like, okay, you playing good, but this ain't what we used to. That's how it's going to be. I, I, I see I see that analogy. I would, I, I mean, only thing I would argue is he has a lot better role players around him, stars, really, than Michael Jordan had. I mean, Jordan had yeah. Rip and a few other players, but they wasn't, like, at their peak yet. But I think it's going it to – it could end up well if they don't they don't lean on Tom Brady. Yeah. Like he, has, yeah. he has to be really more of, like, a overachieving game manager for them to actually succeed. He can't – they can't want him to be TB12 out there to win. Like, he has the weapons, but let everything kind of – Everything calm down. Like, don't expect Man. him to come here and be Patrick Mahone because he got weapons. Like, he's not going to be that guy. He's he's 44, what, he's 44 years old? I think he's 43. 43. Man, and football, that's like 60. <laughs> like, uh, he's been, he been hit. So, you know. Yeah. That, that's the one thing. They better keep him clean because we all know Tom Brady can't handle getting hit. The boy get hit one time, he going off with everybody. It's over. <laughs> Oh man, but we we, we got to get to this last topic right here. It's a bit of a bit of a serious topic, and you know, on this show, we're not afraid to stir into like the social issues or little controversial issues or whatnot. But we gonna just bring it up because I, I felt the way about it. Um, so LeBron James' son, Bronny James, LeBron James Jr. on Instagram, he deleted it, but on Instagram, he posted a video of him smoking the blunt. He posted a video of him smoking a blunt. And, you know, immediately he was trending on Twitter and everybody like, what is going on? And and whatnot. Uh, probably like some criticism. I didn't see much criticism, but I know that was out there just because of who he is and who his dad is. But I just wanna, I want to, I want to start this off first. I want to start this off. First of all, this, first of all, he's a teenager, okay? He's a teenager living in California. And there ain't no sport. I don't think he's playing basketball right now because of, of, the, of the pandemic. He's a teenager in California. Smoking weed. It's cool. How many of us as teenagers uh, smoked our first blunt? 16, 17? He's doing the same thing. It's not a big deal at all. He's a teenager. He's going to do these things. I, I'll even go as far as saying he, LeBron probably uh, smoked in front of him like a couple times in the offseason. Oh, he probably man. did. He probably did. But it's, it, it, shouldn't, it shouldn't have been a big deal like that. It shouldn't have. But the only thing I want to say to the two things I want to say to Bronny James, 
one, don't let weed be a big habit of yours. Like, it's cool to, you know, smoke every now and again, but don't let it be a huge habit because you got tremendous upside. You're going to do great things in your 20s. You're set up for life to do those great things, and you all want to get into bad habits. So you want to steer clear of that, uh, keep it in moderation. And, and for number two, he has to realize that sometimes it's not about him. You know what I'm saying? It's not about him sometimes. You know who your dad is. We all know who your dad is. And people not going to get on you necessarily. They're going to get on your dad. They're going to get yeah. on dad. They're they going to like, well, what what Brian doing in his household? He needs to go back home or something like that. And you got to be careful because that can affect your dad game. Like, thank goodness. Um, in the first in the first half, he came out, he came to play, and then they also won because that could have made it even worse. They, you know how the media go, they could have spent the story to where like, uh, is LeBron worried about his son back home doing this, doing that, and all that stuff. So you got to be careful because it ain't just about. Sometimes Bronny, it's not just about you; it's about the people around you, and you don't want to. Affect them negatively. I seen. I seen another video. He was with. He was chilling with some some girl. Like, oh, he's a teenager. That's what he's going to do. But yeah. on on his part, he got to make sure that that stuff don't don't get out there. Don't get out there. You got to know. You got to know who your camp is. You got to know who you're rolling with. Because going going off on this topic, um, that was a video that came out with John Wall. You know, throwing up throwing up his set, throwing up game signs. And, you know, for me, I don't see it as a huge deal because he's done that before. He did that in the game before. In the game. <laughs> in, the, in the game. Multiple times. Multiple times. He's done that. And, you know, he's probably proud of where he came from. He, he's not going to forget where he came from all that. But then again, who was this person that posted the video? Yeah. Who was the person that posted the video? This man's probably like... You, you do you not know this is John Wall, the NBA player who's getting paid millions of dollars and who's supposed to come back from an injury and be better than ever? He's trying to, you know, have his campaign set. He's on his campaign trail to dominate once again. You got to know who you're around. So that's 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 my two things about two things about Bronny. Don't make this a bad habit. If you're going to do it, just do it in moderation. And two, you got to make sure that Stuff like this don't get out, and I I don't know how he accidentally posted it. I I don't I didn't understand that part at all. I think he, you know, I think he posted it and then sees all the comments and deleted it. But <laughs> but yeah. but overall, you got to be careful, man. You got to be careful because you know sometimes it's not about you. Sometimes it, it, you got you know who your dad is, so got to be careful. Yeah, I think I think that the you hit the nail on the head, like. Teenager, um, I'll be pressed to know if you if you interview every single adult in America and ask them if they ever smoked weed when they were a teenager, a lot of people are gonna be like, Oh, well, yeah, I did. So so it's like that one one end he's a kid, but on the second end, you know, responsibility comes with, you know, the the expectation that he has. Like a regular kid, you know, smoking weed, not that big of a deal. LeBron James' son smoking weed is a huge deal, and I even and even more so. I think it's because he also following that basketball tradition. We expect him to be in the NBA. He's the top twenty-five uh, in the, his his class. So it's like, okay, we're expecting you to make the leap to you know one and done if it's still there, or to league if that's option available. And you got to understand your brand. Yo, I think he hasn't, you know, he, he has a lot of celebrity, but I don't think he understands his brand and what that means to Nike or what that means to, he gonna sign with Nike, he ain't signing a deal with everybody. So what, the, what that means to Nike, what that means to, you know, Sprite or Pepsi or, you know what I'm saying? Like, he doesn't get that part of it yet. And, but he's young and I think it's his first mistake. Hopefully he doesn't like, you know, follow him around, but I think it'll be, it's gonna be a, Lesson he gets when LeBron get home from in that ring, don't <laughs> care about it a little bit more, but yeah. he'll 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 learn from it. Yeah, I mean, like you said, he's young, so I mean, of course, 
I don't expect him to understand the magnitude of what he's doing because he's young and and that's 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 the problem like with the country as whole we put these you know big time stars celebrities we we get them unrealistic expectations and if they just do normal stuff like we do like <laughs> and then it's it's a problem like it's it's people it's it's kids LeBron LeBron Bronny James age has done worse. They got a whole show. They got a whole show on MTV about addicts going to a little high school recovering. They glorify this. And the fact that it's even, it was like even trending or it caused a little bit of stir in the media. It just, I, I, I just don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. Just relax. Everybody relax. He's a kid in California. It's all good here. He just, <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> it's all good here. And he just chilling. He just chilling. He, he probably bored that night or something like that. So let's let's all relax. Let's all relax. I, I got I got you, Bronny. I got you. I got you. You got you, Bronny. Yeah, yeah. He, he of course he gonna sound with Nike. I'm, 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 yeah, he definitely sound with Nike. The check already right right up. Yeah, yeah. He just they just went to eighteen. Bam. There you go. But, but that that was. The end of the call here and Claire's sports show minus Claire. Shout out to Claire. <laughs> shout out, shout out to Claire. Shout out to Natasha. Keep doing your thing. But, you know, today I had Jay Malik, Jaquel Burrell, or Jaquel Burrell. Man, you ain't went through a lot of names in the last 10 years. <laughs> they ain't, they ain't yeah. have, they ain't they have the have names to do with you. <laughs> you got more. You got more. Tell people, um, where they can follow you social media tell people uh follow me on facebook instagram at jmalikcoaching or you can go to the website jmalikteachings.com pick up a book anything like that uh, i usually go live about once a week every other week so let's check me out there yeah yeah and uh yeah. speaking of brands if you need coaching on your brand that's the guy right there that's the guy right there but until next week i'm signing off this was stacy Carter the second and it was Jacquel Burrell. See y'all next week.